You are listening to CFRO Community Radio Station. The upcoming show, Conscious Living Radio, is a program that explores frontiers of consciousness, spirituality, personal growth, emerging paradigms in psychology, health, science, and innovative philosophies that reflect commitment to the advancement of individual, social, and global transformation. Take time now and think about what you got Look inside, draw the surface curtain You can be certain, my friends, we got a lot And everyone's got their own stories of sorrows and glories We can laugh and we can cry We play out these lives and one day this body will die And I may never know exactly what you go Hi everybody, I'm Tasha Sims And I'm Mark Curran and you're listening to our radio show, which is normally at Co-op Radio in Vancouver, uh, 100.5 FM Wednesday night, 6 to 7. But of course, still not able to get into the station because of the current state of affairs. So we're starting off on Facebook. Mark then takes the audio and puts it live on air. So welcome to the show, Conscious Living Radio and interesting um, day today, right? It's Remembrance Day. and we're going to kick off kind of um, taking a look at what is important to remember and focusing on our health in particular, uh, physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual. So let me introduce you to our guest. Uh, many of you, I'm sure, know him. Udo Erasmus is a pioneer of the health and wellness industry, having created flax oil and the healthy fats movement. He's a co-founder of Udo's Choice Supplement Brand, a global leader in cutting-edge health. It's impacted millions of lives and literally started a health revolution. He's the author of the bestseller, Fats That Heal, Fats That Kill. He's lectured across all the continents, graced the stage with Tony Robbins, Deepak Chopra, uh, spearheaded many projects on peace, health, energy, environment, and education. He's got a master's in counseling, studied biochemistry, biology. Um, What else? He loves to talk about key global issues. Maybe we'll even touch on some of those today. But the, the big key issue is all of us as individuals and as a collective. I know he's also passionate about sustainable energy and water management and healthcare based in nature, including human nature. So we're going to take a look and hopefully get some tips during this challenging time of how we can achieve a greater sense of health uh, physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. Welcome to the show, Udo. Yeah, nice to be on. So yeah, Remembrance Day. And I know you grew up, you were born in World War II. You have a really unique history. I wonder if you can share with our listeners a little bit about that. And the question that I really want to enter, um, what is important to remember on Remembrance Day? Okay, yeah, I was born during the Second World War in Europe. And we, I was, before I was three, we were refugees fleeing from the communist tanks and trucks uh, out of Poland, where I was born, uh, although it was part of Germany at that time. And uh, the Allies were shooting at us from planes. I'll, I'll, so we're, we're in the crossfire between the two. And it was pretty hectic. So I have had a big burr up my butt about peace all my life. Um, 
And so Remembrance Day, you know, we tend to remember, you know, poppies in Flanders fields, the poppies grow between the rock crosses row on row. You know, I, I actually have it memorized and uh, at least most of it. And uh, we actually, um, my brother did a school assembly one year and decided to do the assembly about what it was like for the civilians, for the mothers and children, not glorifying the war and the soldiers and, and all of that. But, and it was profound. We actually posted it. I think it's posted now. I haven't seen it, but, but posted it. And it was a very, you know, how war affects the people who are not soldiers and not politicians. And nobody gives that story a lot of that a lot of attention. But maybe if we gave that story more attention, maybe we would just think a little different about, oh yeah, let's go just go and have a war. We were very cavalier, especially when we mm-hmm. haven't had one. Yeah, the impact yeah. is is uh, yeah. ripples out and touches yeah. absolutely everybody. I yeah, know yeah. with with my mom who was nine in the war. Right. Um, you're traumatized. I mean, you know, it's going to lead into our discussion around uh, taking care of yourself emotionally, but trauma is trauma. And we ignore that as if, oh, I went and fought in the war and now I'm moving on. Uh, No, you're not. You're carrying it with you unless you do something with that. You know, even the soldiers come, come back messed up. Right. (laughs) You know, so even, I mean, but everybody's messed up. Like war is just like, you know, it's not, and it's not like we need it. It's not like war is inevitable. It's only inevitable when we don't cultivate peace in our lives, when we have the luxury to do that. Well, and here we are with the luxury in in an odd way, lots of time with the luxury to do that. And and I think what you're saying is so, so important because tell me what you think about this. I don't know. I, I don't see a lot of people at the moment I see more people struggling as a psychotherapist right now than I have before. Mm -hmm. And it's as if the feeling for me is people can't get busy and forget about using all the distracting that we're able to do. um, All those things are are gone. And so they're actually feeling what's really happening inside Mm -hmm. themselves and therefore Mm -hmm. experiencing the opposite of peace, which may not be bad news if you actually work with it. However, what I'm seeing is a polarization that, uh, that is so extreme that it is a war, mm-hmm. both inside oneself and with people who, who care about each other. Like it, the, the, this whole um, fracturing and division and these sides that are being formed, those are the ingredients in a war. Two sides think they're right. And now we've got to fight it out. That's the, the, the foundation of war. Mm-hmm. So before we go into the specific areas, emotional, physical, mm-hmm. um, mental, and spiritual, just on that, do you have any, you know, you say peace, and I'm going to say, okay, well, then how do you cultivate peace? What's your number one tool to cultivate peace internally when you are experiencing this polarity or this division inside both yourself and in your community i i would say sit, sit down you know disconnect all your distractions sit down become still feel 
your breath, breathe lightly, feel what it feels like to be alive. Because all of our conflict is only in the surface of our brain, in our cortex. It's where our ideas live, right? And a cortex works, everything is and everything else is not. So the mind works in duality. Uh, you know, the moment you may name something, you've already distinguished it from everything that isn't that. So you've, the moment you name something, mm-hmm. you've created duality. Mm-hmm. And there's no peace in duality. There's peace in unity. Right. So you have to get out of your head in order to get in the direction of peace. And, and, and following your breathing is one of the best ways. We're literally wired, right? The brain is wired for a, a negative bias. And so well, it will yeah. see what's wrong. It's right. wired to, to right. perceive what's wrong, what's off, what's this. And what you're talking about is going to a state internally that has no right or wrong. When you're in the state you're right. just described, there, like you say, oneness, yep. there is no right or wrong. There just is mm-hmm. it there. And so mm-hmm. from that. And, pe- mm-hmm. Yeah. And we are, but we are also wired for peace because, so, mm-hmm. because our, our essential nature is peace unconditional love contentment joy wisdom insight those are built into us but we have to go there in order to experience them and how do you marry that i think that's what people um are get confused about people go yes i hear what you're saying udo i know that sounds like meditation that sounds like you know being still i can do that Mm -hmm. or I do the other thing. It's like they're separate. There's even in the two things we've just talked about, there's a separation. How do you go to that state of peace and at the same time continue to be engaged, uh, change the world, stand for what's right, have relationships with other humans who see it completely differently? All the the tough stuff. Meditating to me is not so tough, like compared to what I just asked you. Right. Okay. Right? Yeah. Okay. So the second step is when you're finished with your, you know, when you've connected to yourself and you get up and you drag it out into the world with you, you stay in that space. You don't leave it on the chair. You take it with you. And how do you do that? What does it take to be fully present in all of your being? And there's no, no reason why you can't be in peace and have a conversation too. There's no reason why you can't be in peace and, and, you know, take the dirt in the garden. But how present are you? Because what we tend to do when we get into doing, we get into the action of doing and we forget that we're the doers. We're the beings that are doing the doing, right? Mm -hmm. And so we basically just, it's a matter of focus, right? And it takes practice to focus being present and inside and outside. It's called simultaneous presence, some people call that. That's the cherished state, fully present in all of my being and in my surroundings. And when when I can do that, then my life is amazing because then I know how to respond. This is not like, you know, oh, my God, what do I do? You know, no, because that's automatic. And we're wired for that, but we're not looking for the wiring. And we we are encouraged to not look at that wiring 
Mm. Why? Because there are lots of people who have other agendas for us other than an agenda of peace for myself and enjoying my life. And if I can make you afraid, then, then I can, and, 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 you know, people are very good at it. Governments are very good at it, create crisis all the time. You know, the fact that COVID has been on television every day for since what, February, March, right? You know, there's an agenda because whenever mainstream media you know, does a topic for more than two days, you know, there's an agenda. You may not know what the agenda is, but you know, there's an agenda. Right. And, and what, what do I do? Turn off the TV. <laughs> you know, I did that one day and I was like, I turned it off and I was sitting on a chair in my living room. I said, I just looked around and I said, Oh my God, there's so much peace here. When I turn off the noise box, and yet, and yet, you that, know, that, but I'm doing, I have to turn it off because I turned it on. So I'm piping this stuff into my own life. You're, you're and I get freaked out about it. And, well, then, that, I, and right. then I try to blame it on somebody else, but I turn on the television. <laughs> but, and also, isn't it practice in using that, what you had said earlier, that if you have peace inside, you're watching your TV, there's no peace there, but you still have a choice. Yes, you and I can, actually, and I can, and I do watch television, and I don't get fr- fried right. by it, right. because, because I know who's watching, and, and, and who's watching has peace. And that's, that's what I want today's peace, show peace to keep is, coming back is to. in our nature. Right. And I wanna, I that, can, that's brilliant. I want to keep coming back to that, yeah, because yeah. otherwise, everyone's blaming everything external. And right. I think it's not just stay away from it, turn it off. No, we need can't. to understand how to cultivate that even right. when things are chaos. Right. I can't, I can't blame anybody right. on the outside for me right. drifting my awareness, my right. focus of awareness away exactly. from myself. Exactly. And I, can't, and I can't get anybody else to bring it back. Right. That's, my own, that's my homework. Right. That's my homework. And I can maybe get a method from somebody. Or I can get a little inspiration to do that, to be reminded from somebody. But the journey to myself is my own homework journey. Mm. Are you going to say something, Mark? Yeah, I, I want to go back to the one word that, that you used that I think is you know, powerful in today's world. Is the, you, you talked about you know, your choice to respond. Right, self-responsible. You know, yeah, so versus, you know, react or whatever mm-hmm. that is, because, you know, when we talk about that duality, we yeah. get charged up and then we react because we want to be right or feel safe or whatever it is in our beliefs. And, right. you know, it's a very different place to come from, from responding than reacting, right? And right. maybe can, can you talk about the <laughs> difference of that? Like, you know, in our place of peace, yeah. what is a peaceful response versus reaction yeah i wouldn't even i wouldn't i wouldn't say it quite that way when when i react it's because i'm not present so that the outside determines my behavior when i respond it's because i'm present and between the stimulus and the response is a choice but i only see that i have that choice when i'm present in my own space and recognize because i have all options I can run, I can fight, I can do nothing, you know, I can, I can trip, I can fall, I can can turn off the TV, I can turn off, you know, but I, I'm, you know, 
if I get into reaction mode, then I'll start fighting with the people on television, even though they're not even in my living room, right? Even though they're just images in my living room. And to me, my favorite word in the English language is and. And. Because Mm -hmm. everything you've just said could all be happening at the same time. And it doesn't mean you're not present. It actually, if, if you say... I have a reaction and I'm choosing not to um, exp- uh, act out of it. And like, you can keep going and be, you don't have to be something you're not. You right. just have to be aware of what is and mm-hmm. not be driven by it. Mm-hmm. Hence the word and right. being so lovely because I never feel, I used to try mm-hmm. a word I don't like very much. Mm-hmm. Um Try, yeah, fails, right? Right? <laughs> try to be more peaceful. Try like, forget it. You can't try to be more peaceful. They're opposite yeah. channels, but, yeah. and everything goes soft. It's like, yes, I have a reaction right now. And, and I wasn't and, present <laughs> and I'm also <laughs> present and I'm at peace. And uh, yeah. 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 But the thing is the, you know, the, the, the most incredible thing about peace to me is peace has always already been everywhere. Everything, you know, the entire universe unfolds in peace. The war happens in peace. There is war in the battlefield, inside the warriors, outside the warriors, between them, above them, around them, everywhere. But that's not their focus. Their focus is, you're my enemy, I'm going to kill you. Mm -hmm. You're my enemy, I'm going to kill you. And so they create a war in peace. And if they experience the peace that is everywhere, they would put down they would they would put down their guns and have lunch together and sing kumbaya yeah there you go <laughs> all right yeah. let's let's see if we can break it into the categories i knew we would have a hard time because we all three um understand that health is a holistic system that you really can't separate the physical from the emotional from the mental from the spiritual and as we were saying earlier the social the environmental yeah. the they're all health but yeah. let's try I okay, can't. if you and I can't separate. Did you say try, Tasha? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and I said and both. And, will, and. and we will separate them. <laughs> and we'll love doing it every yeah, single second. Yeah. So let's start with mental because we're kind of touching on that. What you okay. just said about the soldiers going, okay, peace is our inner state. Peace is our nature that mm-hmm. at its core, and. Um, our thoughts will reflect something else often. And, and much of that is the past. And when we talked trauma earlier, um, you are going to see some sort of a reflection of that if you're not, haven't done any healing around it. So under the, the category, the umbrella of mental, what is your number one um, tool or inspiration for our listeners that would help them when they're having a, a, a struggle or a, Maybe something that would help them shift perception mm-hmm. when they're attached to it. Now oh, that's uh, a good one because I see that everywhere. They yeah, think okay. they're right about something. I would say I would say that the most important thing to remember about thinking is nothing you think is true. Nothing you believe it's true. Everything you think is made up. Either you made it up or your parents made it up or your culture made it up or your religion made it up. Or it's all manufactured, it. created. Yeah, it's everything we think, you know, because it's all symbolic. So tree, you know, the word tree, T-R-E-E, doesn't look like a tree. That's the one, the the next step, right? Then the picture of a tree. And then the next tree is to be the tree. 
So you're two uh, levels of reality removed from reality in the words that you use to, 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 um, you know, in the words that you call things. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it's always in an, in a, in a symbolic realm and that's not real. And how would it impact your relationships and the way you communicate if you remembered that everything you think, every opinion is, you have, every thought is not real? Well, you would certainly wouldn't fight and kill yourself or somebody else. For something that's Or one real. side of a stupid idea that has another side of the same stupid idea <laughs> to, to oppose it. But it's not real. But then when you make it real, when you pretend it's real, then it becomes a direction for you, for your actions, which has outcomes. Hmm, That's good. Okay, we're going to have to move into the emotional because I think you could have that thought and and believe it and go, yep, that's right. I made all this up or my parents did or society did. Like it's all, it's not fresh. It's coming from somewhere. And then there's a, and they're connected. Then there's an, a, an emotional reaction mm-hmm. to the thought. And I, I'm pretty sure that if you are awake to what you're thinking, you can feel the correlation. I mean, it's obvious you, if you're thinking, wow, what a beautiful day. It's sunny. Your body might be relaxed. But if you're thinking any second now, something's going to happen, you tense. So there's a, you know, mm-hmm. a direct uh, observable reaction and connection that happens. Okay. If we're shifting to emotional health, yeah. What's the healthy response to those mental thoughts? Because you can't have an absence of them. You've got them. Mm-hmm. What would be the healthiest response emotionally? Wow. But well, so emotions. You know, emotions are really complicated, and I've read like a stack of books on emotions, and nobody in and these are the the professors who write these books. They actually don't know what emotions are. I claim I do. And so here's how it goes. Emotion... Let's hope we're in agreement because I claim I do too. <laughs> okay, no, no. Okay, but yeah, listen. Just, okay, so if we could, maybe we could have listening. an argument and have a fight about it. No, no, no. Even we'll though none the, of it is true. We'll use the word and, and we'll just include both our perceptions <laughs> okay. of reality, okay, and perfect. then we will demonstrate how to have a healthy interaction. Uh, okay, perfect. Okay. <laughs> All right. So to me, Emotions are a composite of everything else. And everything else is number one is awareness. Number two is life energy. Number three is inspiration. Number four is the body. Number five is survival smarts. Number six is social contact or connection, social connection. Number seven is environment. And number eight is the big picture of being a temporary, a, you know, the the human body is a Temp, temp, uh, a, a terminal condition, right? To be a terminal condition, living in a small terminal body in an infinite universe and being okay with that. And when you're okay with each one of those eight, and they each have a different nature and a different function, uh, need a different kind of attention, go off in a different way and respond to a different kind of intervention. When you are in line with all eight of those, then your emotion, your dominant emotion is going to be um, calm. um, What do I call it? Calm presence. Mm -hmm. And when you're off in any one of them, 
then you start to get the 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 emotions that because the emotions are trying to get you back on track so if you're if you're if you feel like you're on track then you have positive emotion and when you feel you're off track then you have negative emotions and how do they're a composite of everything else so emotions are not a thing on their own and how do you define the difference between emotion and feeling uh there are feelings that have no mental content and there are feelings that have mental content when they have mental content their emotions when they are don't have mental content then they are uh, um what do you call it <laughs> signs of life basically well, where does intuition oh. come into that intuition uh intuition is one step out of life energy because intuition is also is 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 already in pictures so it's already in the mental realm right but life energy is beyond the mental realm it is in the formless realm and awareness has no content but all possibilities so one question i would i have is you know are do we choose our emotions whether consciously or unconsciously or is there something beyond that that makes them more innate or is there a difference well you i you have to make a distinction between the ability to have emotions and the emotions you have because emotions are wired and a lot of them come from childhood at a time when everything comes at you you know you've already lost your connection to yourself you know and so then you get wired well if i don't do this then i don't eat and or or when i say this then i get whacked in the head or whatever the whatever the childhood stories are that make certain things mean certain things in terms of survival can i just kid. drop a little piece in there cuz yeah. we actually are in agreement it, to me emotion is activating the sympathetic nervous system the fight flight freeze it's like it's happening it's like a wave you're not going it it's not based it's not um kind of answering your question i think mark it it's something that occurs what you do when it occurs mm-hmm. then takes us to what you were talking about udo um right. in having health in all those areas right, right? But, uh, but also how you got it wired as a kid is not in your control at the time right but as an adult right. of course then you you know like you know you know you can change your emotional state just like that right i mean right. i i never believed it when i first heard that so it was like a tony thing right you know and i said no that's not true but then i realized you know i had i i was having a a fight with my with my ex like and we were really going at it and the phone rang and i was right. closer to it than she was i picked up the phone hello <laughs> very civil conversation with the person mm-hmm. about something entirely different hung it up and got right back into the argument so right. like in literally like that changed right. my emotion right. right in accordance to a context so it, there's choice involved and yeah. there's you can some people couldn't do that you know that right they're the the people on the freeway who pull out the gun because you cut them off yeah. their ability to do that is does not exist oh no i don't i i disagree the lower you go on the scale of differentiation the less space there is between thought and feeling and sometimes it can be so you know yeah. if you're picturing this so all i'm saying is you're already a little bit up there and you actually have that ability 
Right. And when you talk about, I think it's something that one can work with staying Mm -hmm. in a state, what you demonstrated with the phone is your ability to stay with you and discern the situation, adjust to the situation, then come back to the fight. Like you're still with Mm -hmm. you in that moment. Whereas I'm saying there are people who don't have that same um, ease to be mm-hmm. able to do that, it's it's right. to some people almost right. impossible. That's true because because we, some of our reactions are unconscious, mm-hmm. and then we don't see that between the stimulus and the response right. is a choice. Exactly, but the choice exactly. is still there. Yeah, no, no, I'm with you. Yeah. It's just it's a narrower margin <laughs> yeah. and harder to. But then we don't see access. it, no, because it's like you know what do you what do you mean i chose to be mad you made me mad exactly <laughs> right so and, and this becomes you made me mad i'm the victim of your and, and that's just like what we call awakening and expanding in our consciousness right to become right. consciously aware that we actually have that ability to choose and right. when we're not even aware that we have that ability then we're you know stuck in a whole different right yeah the more fully present i am of the space that I occupy, the more space is between me and what happens. And then I can respond instead of reacting. Exactly. Then I can choose to take a bad situation and make it better, or I can choose to take a bad situation and make it worse. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And go down the rabbit hole. Yeah, here we go. (laughs) I knew we were going to have a hard time separating these into categories because we keep weaving them back all together. (laughs) Um, Honestly, (laughs) one of the things that 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 space we're talking about so you can make a different choice. Can we give our listeners something concrete to do? Because we know speaking Mm -hmm. in that moment before you've made the choice is out. I used to go like this. Yes. Like I had to physically with my hand go and and zip my mouth because oh, yeah. I knew whatever would come out would reflect <laughs> the feeling inside, but yeah. I knew that that was not healthy, conscious, loving, or kind. So right. I would literally go until I could recenter or right. whatever it is I needed to do. And I wonder if we can name a few things that our listeners Wait. can do. You just modeled two of them. Yeah, I know. Shut shut up up and breathe, baby. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Because 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 if you if you decide that you don't want to be living in reaction, and it requires a decision, so you you recognize something. So then you say, okay, I don't want to do this anymore. And sometimes you have to have something called fierce determination. God damn it, I'm not going to do this anymore. You get really mad, right? So that the more energy goes into this decision, the more, or with more, the more energy you make the decision, the more likely you are to carry it out. So one of them is you count to 10 before you respond whenever you get mad. Very simple, right? The other one is you take three breaths. That's one of the, one of the ones you just did, right? Yeah. You take a breath. Third one is you, you decide to let whatever comes at you land so that you can work with it, right? It's always about creating time and space between what comes at you and how you respond. You want to make that space, the the bigger you make that space, the more choices you have to pick which of the infinite choices that you actually have, you're going to choose. 
And I experience that space as a body sensation. To me, it feels like if the climate or the environment inside my body is loving and accepting, doesn't mean it's always at peace because I'm not. Mm -hmm. But even if I was agitated, I'm going to receive that agitation with loving curiosity to discover more. And I will get more as I do that. I don't get more when I try not to have it. I get more information about that wounding as I accept it and receive it non-judgmentally. I'm just curious about it. And that also creates more space for me because I have a place now to Mm -hmm. go. I'm out on you. No, I'm going to come home to me. Right. And here I am. And so it's like decorating or cleaning your, your, your room to make it beautiful, create an environment internally that reflects where you want to hang out. Right. And, and, and then the other thing that is, is helpful is because is that there is a place in your being, in your awareness, in your life energy and in your inspiration, all three of which are beyond the mind and internal as experiences. And when you hang out in that experience, whatever anybody says dissolves before it gets to you, right? Because it's, you know that you know that it's not about you. You know, only in your head you you start thinking, oh well, this is maybe about me, right? But you know that what's coming at you, someone is expressing their state of emotion or their state of being. And you are not, there's nothing in the rule book that says that you have to respond in kind. But, and when you're present in that space and you, you practice being present in that space, and it takes practice, but when you practice in that space, you could pretty much neutralize any argument. Even, you know, even maybe by just not responding to it, just letting it hang in the air. Right? Well, and, and somebody sometimes when you don't respond to what somebody says, they hear what they say, and it's actually good for them mm-hmm. to think it over. And and that's what I was thinking about when you talked about that ten seconds and taking that space. You know, it's not it it's good for us. And if we're engaged in an argument or a discussion with someone else, it really helps them because it gives them that space too. Because yeah. usually we get caught up in this back and forth, and there's no time for even a breath. You know, especially if it's a heated, you know, argument or whatever that might be, and you give them that space. And it's what I've found is I've practiced that in the past as well, is when you do that, you know, it's interesting to watch the the reaction, literally, of the other person because they're waiting for your reaction. They're waiting for that. And when you calm down and center, you know, it changes that whole dynamic. It interrupts the whole pattern of the conversation. Yeah, yeah. When I was a kid, I remember... Uh, I I look at the I myself in the mirror and I I would only find the pimples and you know what I didn't like and I didn't like myself I was not a very happy kid and so when somebody called me ugly I would you know I would just go into a whole trip right and then when I was a little older I started to do my quiet practice and somebody said to me you're you're really ugly and I said no I'm not I'm really beautiful <laughs> and the difference was in how I felt. Mm-hmm. When I felt beautiful, the, those insults didn't land anymore. When I, when I didn't feel beautiful, then they were always just confirmation of my truth about myself. Mm-hmm. Right? And so, and, and the day I said, no, I'm not, I'm really beautiful. That was the end of me ever getting, you know, taking on somebody 
insulting me. The road, though, from um, your little guy inside believing he's not beautiful and letting it land yeah. um, to this place you just described of deep spiritual knowing that you are beautiful yeah. and we all as are we all. That yeah. road is also worth, I think, talking about. And that takes mm-hmm. us to kind of spiritual health because yeah. um, jumping, you can't jump. <laughs> <laughs> um, you can't jump from one to the other, right? We call that spiritual bypass where um, you just can't leap over the pain and the anguish of that little guy in you that believed right. he wasn't beautiful, right? right? That has to be part of the journey. So I wonder if you can comment on that. Um, yeah, I I think what I, you know, this is in hindsight, of course. I didn't know that when I was a kid. But where I start these days when people have this these kinds of issues is like remember that there is something in you that is so profoundly magnificent and beautiful Just remember that it's there, even if you're not experiencing it. Just remember it's there. There's something in you that will never be affected by any drama, any trauma, any any of that. Just remember that that's there. And then spend time every day, just like you spend time eating and spend time in the bathroom. Spend time every day doing a little bit of homework, trying to get a little bit closer, like moving a little... closer to yourself into that space and make that part of your life and everything will change Mm -hmm. but it will take Mm -hmm. some time and that doesn't mean you shouldn't you know it doesn't mean that you can just bypass that you felt insulted but recognize there's a place in you that feels insulted and there's a place in you that cannot be insulted and recognize both are in you. And and when you when you get good at going from one to the other, then you, you actually have a choice of how of of how how it is for you. And because and it, it all exists within you. Uh-huh. And that I see it also as a portal. Um the pain or the the reaction of the young part of ourselves is like mm-hmm. a portal that you can literally enter. And if you feel all those feelings and understand where it came from and bring correction and compassion to that part of you, all of a sudden you're on the other side, you're in the state you're talking about. So it's like, uh, I think it's from Course in Miracles, heaven waits on the other side of fear or um, the the wound, basically. So instead of our impulse to pull away, it's enter it, breathe into it, love it and something, and then you're in heaven again. Yeah, which is what right. you were saying, our natural state. Right. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. You you said it better, but no, yeah. no, because 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 if it wasn't, if there wasn't negativity in our lives, we probably would just drift and never discover how much more there is. Right. You know, if the if the heart didn't ache, we would get so lost that we would never find our way home again. If we never got hungry when it's time to eat, we would starve to death because we would not know when it's time to eat. So heartache and and what what we call it, emotional pain, is a place that's calling you to examine something. 
to discover and then in that examination to discover something discover something more discover something deeper discover something bigger that is also the bomb for the you know the bomb for the bomb <laughs> right the b a l m for the yeah. b o m b yeah. right yeah. <laughs> yeah the bomb for the bomb so uh, in this umbrella under spirituality, is there anything else you want to share with our listeners that would um, foster a greater sense of spiritual health? We, ha- we actually don't usually yeah. use the two words together, but I think it's relevant. Spiritual and health? Mm-hmm. Like spirit, spirit spiritual is, health. Spirit is life energy is perfect health. And awareness is beyond health. So beyond health is also health. Why? Because awareness never gets sick, never dies, even. Life energy cannot be destroyed, cannot get sick. There is no coronavirus on your life energy or your inspiration or your awareness. So in the middle of something that can affect your body, you have a whole bunch of stuff going on that is more you than your body, and for longer, that is not affected at all. And then out of that comes the peace that gets you unstressed, that makes you less likely to catch it in your body too. Yeah, yeah. So um, I was going to say something. Oh, yeah. So I sometimes start my conversation by and go like this. If I point at you and say, whose body is that? What is your answer? Come on, play with me. Well, the first thing I would say is mine, but because yeah, I know you're yeah, playing yeah, yeah. with me, I'm I'm no, no, looking perfect. for a smart but perfect. Answer. That's what most people would say. That's what most people would say. This is my body. But then, do you know what you've just said? You you have just told me that you are not the body. You are right. the owner of right. the body. That's right. The body mm-hmm. is your possession. That's just good. like just like when I say, uh, "Whose watch is that?" Well, this is my watch. Well, I'm not the watch. I'm the owner of the watch. So if you are not the body, but the owner of the body, then who are you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and I, you know, there, there, it goes with the saying, we're not human beings having a spiritual yeah. experience. We are spirits having the human experience. And, and that's, in fact, is true. And mm-hmm. I love when we catch ourselves. I think our language can yeah. reflect that. And then you make it conscious that you're identifying with the the right. Uh, the the I that never dies when you call the only I I want to say I is that I and what I'm trying to get in the habit of and what I advocate for my clients is to say a part of me with whatever the other thing is because it could be based on your past could be based on um, many things but when you say a part of me feels hurt right now yeah but I know that there's nothing going on this is all yeah an illusion it's not real so i can choose to help and heal and grow up that part of me or whatever the the choice is but there's always that distinction of identification yeah yeah because when you know that you are your life energy then you stay you know we say i am hungry yeah no i am not hungry life doesn't need to be fed right Right. Right. but the body needs fuel my body's hungry or yeah. life is calling you to to bring some fuel in so that life can create your body yeah, or repair or whatever it is, maintain your body, right? Yeah. And then so, you say, I'm not tired, but my body is because yeah. life never sleeps. 
So when you start thinking about who are you actually, right. you're beyond all of the things that you spend most of your life doing, <laughs> right? Because we do almost everything for the body, you know, dress and undress and sleep and go to the bathroom and shower and shave and, you know, and, and then work to make money to buy more stuff for the body. Right. So we are, we're, we're doing everything for the body, but we are not the body. And then in the end, the body dies anyway. Right. Right. <laughs> right. So, <clears throat> so uh, in order to like, if you, if you accept that I am life and life is the owner of the body, number one, you might want to get to know that a little better. And that means homework again. And number two, you might have to change everything about how you talk when <laughs> you're talking about the, all the things you do that you're not yeah. for the body. Right. So, and, and I do that sometimes it's like, it's really quite amazing. Yeah. You know, and I'm sloppy in my word use, but this one, just the one it's like, who, you know, whose body is that? Oh, that's my body. It's in the language. What we're trying, you know, what, what we're recommending people do to live more high quality lives. That recommendation is already in the language that they use, but we use it so unconsciously. Right that we're not even, even aware even that we're saying terms, we're not the body. <laughs> and even in terms of depression or anxiety, I'm yeah. depressed. Yeah, exactly. I'm anxious. Uh, actually, no, my body's experiencing depression and my body actually, is experiencing yeah, probably anxiety. Probably now. my mind, yeah. And, but, and but, I'd, I'd like to encourage our listeners, yeah. viewers, watchers, you know, to, to practice what, what, you're speaking of because i know in my experience when you do make those shifts in language Mm -hmm. it feels completely different not Mm -hmm. just in the body but even in the spirit there's a there's a peace that comes with it that shifts really quick because it's congruent yeah Yeah. i'm 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 not sick just my body is you know i Mm -hmm. i'm not cold but my body is you know right so then is the i really an i or when our Iness goes back to universal all sourceness. What yeah. happens to the individual I of of I? It's 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 a flow of molecules and energy, which right. is a we. But you can also you can, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But but because because it depend you know who you think you are depends on where you're focused. So you could be focused on a pure awareness. Pure awareness is infinite. So that would be the, the religious word for that would be God. Right? Mm-hmm. So you are God in that focus. You are life in the energy focus. You are inspiration in the positive mind focus. You are body in the physical uh, dimension. You are uh, a, a survivor or you know, in the, in the survival mental function, Mm -hmm. you are a member in a social group. You are a creature in nature and you are an infinite speck in an infinite universe. So you are all of those things, but who you think you are is going to depend where your focus most goes most of the time, Mm -hmm. most habitually goes. So I know we only have a few minutes. I want to make sure that... We have about six, seven minutes. 
Yeah, we traveled the whole university. We did. We went. Yeah. We just kept moving <laughs> through the quadrants. Um, is there anything that occurs to you, Udo, that um, is important for you to say, and especially in terms of health, um, considering also the times we're in? I mean, it's it is a really odd yeah. time, you know, yeah. and and people can't. We're not connected physically the way we were. Um, anything that you think is important to share with our listeners around health at this time? Uh, yeah. Um, you know, you can look at COVID as a, as a disaster for your addictions to all kinds of things, you know, hanging out with people, traveling, uh, you know, uh, having your face show, whatever. So it's a disaster in one sense. But that disaster, when you see how much you're addicted to that is not really essential, then it can also be a great gift because they put the entire human human, uh, race on a timeout to consider what is really important about life and living and being here and the planet. And that took a couple of months to shut down the planet. COVID did it in two, two months. None of the great masters were able to do it in their lifetime and all the years that followed. So you have to say, wow, this is like, you could say this is one of the greatest things that's ever happened. If you're able to use it, as a way to get more fully present in the place in you that is not affected by it. That's really really cool. Right. Very, very. And, and life, the energy that keeps you alive is unconditional love. 24, seven, 365 lifelong takes care of everything. No matter where your mind goes, no matter where you are, it's taking care of, of the body in the most magnificent way. And that life energy is the master that the masters talked about. And that master lives in every human being on the planet. Everyone who's alive, the master is running their life. Pretty damn good master. It's all might about whether a, we're listening or not, right? Might just be a really good idea to get to know that friend. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. Right? Yeah, really well Beautiful, said. Beautiful, Udo. Yeah. yeah. Have you got any projects or anything coming up that you want to share with everyone? Uh, I, I just do lots of podcasts these days because, you know, <laughs> I, I used to travel six to nine months a year. And my suitcase is is got nothing in it. <laughs> is rusting the hinges are rusting <laughs> the wheelie the <laughs> wheels of plastic, have come off but they're rusting anyway <laughs> um uh so i do podcasts and i'm really interested you know my my health picture started with oils and then i got into digestion and then i got into physical and then i started to say well what else affects health and it's like the answer is everything affects health so you got to give everything it's due that's where my eight eight-part system comes from, the book on total sexy health, I call it. And, uh, and I'm, I'm really interested in the big picture. And I'm really interested in peace because I see us drifting. I saw it even in the 60s. We're all drifting. 
and and at that time i didn't know where peace lived i didn't know it was in me i didn't know the renewing principle is in me right as as it is in everybody and we have we are in a position now where we could reinvent how we live in the world from presence and that's to me, that's the, what's really interesting. That's the opportunity, right? It's an opportunity, and yeah, yeah and and so many things have been shut down that we've been so habituated to. So then, first we get go through our addiction withdrawals, and then we we can find a much better place from which we can live better and make the world work better. And that's open for eight billion people. Mm-hmm. So anything I can do to head people in that direction. That's what, that of all the things I'm interested in is what I'm most interested in because we're wired for it, mm-hmm. you know, and it's yeah. two, for 200,000 years, we've been screwing it up and messing it up when it could be so much, so incredible because the nature of being a human being is absolutely astoundingly, magnificently amazing. We could put a couple more words. In well, you just you just inspired the the name of this show because Mark at the beginning asked, "What do we want to call this show?" When he puts it up online, and I just as you were speaking heard it, um, "Returning Home." Oh, cool. Let's call yeah. it that, Mark. Yeah, because that's what you're talking about. That this yeah. is an this opportunity, and and every moment is an opportunity to return home. And when we're we're looking at health in all these different areas. Um, that is the state of health, perfect health, right? And, and the entire change from the worst world to the best world is a change in the focus of our awareness. Mm-hmm. That's, it. That's all it takes. Mm-hmm. I love Beautiful. it. Okay, where can our listeners find out more about you? Tell them about your website. I know you've got lots oh, of goodies on there and things to prowl yeah, around and learn, got, and explore. Yeah, I got two websites. One is udoschoice, U-D-O-S-choice.com. That's where the products are and the descriptions of the products and why we made them and what, what they might be able to do. And uh, the second one is called theudo.com, T-H-E-U-D-O.com. And we have some courses and, and uh, educational stuff. I like it. I was just yeah. and I'm on Facebook around there. And I'm on Instagram and I got a YouTube channel. It's, and and you've also got udoerasmus.com too. That the Udo goes to UdoErasmus.com. Oh, okay. Just nobody can spell Erasmus. <laughs> the Udo, the Udo, make it easy. The H E the Udo, the the Udo. Yeah, there are not many Udos. I I bought some of your oil once, and it was I had it in the fridge. I hadn't opened it. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I forgot I had it. So when I finally realized I had it, it was beyond the expiration date. Mm-hmm. And I thought, who do I ask? Well, and I thought, oh, I've got your email somewhere. Let me send you a. Anyway, I I kept putting it off and putting it off. And finally, I thought, well, I'm going to taste it. Why don't I just taste it? And then I'll know if it goes off or not. Yeah. It was off. (laughs) But it was way past the date. (laughs) Okay. And was it awful? It was bitter. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's what happens, right? Then you pitch it. We say once you open it, it's it's in the fridge, one-year shelf life. Once you open it, use it in eight weeks. Because air gets in, and these are very, very sensitive oils. They're very good for health, but their sensitivity also makes them perishable. Right. And so you mm-hmm. treat them like perishable, like veggies. 
Right. Well, it has been a delight speaking with you, talking about returning home to health. Yeah. We could even thanks. add those words to health. Um, yeah. And yeah, thanks for coming on the show. It's been it's been great. Yeah, well, thanks for getting me out of bed. I thought we were on at one, but we were on at 11. <laughs> well, everything <laughs> happens for a reason. My daughter says, uh, 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 Mark is on the phone. He says, you're on at 11. I said, no, I'm on at one. No, he's on at <laughs> <laughs> then I looked at my book and then, yeah, it was in there for 11. <laughs> and you rolled with it. So happy up, Remembrance up, Day to all of you. Three or three or four in the morning. So. <laughs> Remember, I mean, part of the remembering too that we're talking about is who you really are. Mm-hmm. Remember who you really are. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Beautiful. Peace out. Okay. Um, thanks everyone. Thanks for yeah. joining us and have a great holiday Wednesday. Yeah. Thank you. Great. Breathe in, breathe out, breathe in, breathe out. They say it's all going down, yeah, all gone down. But from your center, you can see it's just going up and around. to Conscious Living Radio. For free show downloads, additional information about our guests and topics, or details about upcoming programs, check us out at ConsciousLivingRadio.org.